0: Alright, so anyway, so today's uh, learning and breakfast is being sponsored by Menachem Katz. Okay, it should be Lid Nishmas, Bin Yomin Pinchas, Ben Yal Barroch and Shoshan Aliyah. And with that, as we always say, when things go up, good things come down, should be Zychat Shafibrah Naslahim is almost and by extension all kilo will claw So you only here, good news, Surastoivus. Okay, so um we're 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 basically slowly but surely getting into the 13th parakel Gimel of Sefer Yeshua. As I've mentioned the past couple weeks, this is a transitional point in Sefer Yeshua. The first 12 parakim have been really recording seven years, which was the seven years of conquest, of Yeshua going with the armies of the Jewish people, conquering the land, getting rid of the uh, the Canaanim and so on. And then parakel Gimel really begins the next Kufa, which is another seven years of Chiluk, of dividing up the land and you know, with the Shvatim and settling, settling Eretz Yisrael. So as sort of an introduction, so we, we spoke over the past couple of weeks, just for the inyan of this relationship of conquest and settling, of kibush and chiluk. we spoke about that. But now another part of the introduction into this next Kufa, I think it's G'day to, to speak a little bit, we'll see how, how many weeks ago it will, it'll take for us. We'll speak about a particular halacha when it comes to settling the land, which is the relationship of Shevet Levi with Eretz Yisrael. So, we know, as we're, as we're going to learn about uh, this morning a little bit in Halacha, at least one part of the Sugya, which is the union of Sheva Levi. We know that Sheva Levi doesn't have a portion of Eretz Yisrael. They have to live somewhere, so, like, how to, you know, to work that out. But the, this union of Sheva Levi versus the rest of the Shvatim and their relationship with Eretz Yisrael, so we're going to investigate that a little bit. We'll see, uh, again, we'll see where it takes us. But, okay, so we'll begin like this. In Maramukh number one, just to get uh, a background for it. So, yeah, it's based on a Pasukh. Let me show you. You don't, you don't. have the pasuk in front of you, but we'll see the rambam. It says in pasuk in it's in sefer Shaiftim. Uh, not sefer. I'm sorry. Parsha Shaiftim. Um. Here, one second. Perik yudches in parsha Shaiftim. So it says as follows. One second. Yeah. So perik yudches of of sefer in parsha Shaiftim. So again, you don't have this in front of you. I'll just I'll, I'll read the pasuk out loud. It says in pasuk <laughs> that the kahanim Levi and so, the, the, the kahanim and all, the entirety of Levi shouldn't have a Yisrael, They shouldn't have a portion and an inheritance within the Jewish people. In other words, again, the simple pshat is they, they shouldn't have a piece of Eretz Yisro that's officially theirs as, as an inheritance. <laughs> the carbonis of Hashem. That's their portion. And the Pasik then continues and repeats the <laughs> they shouldn't have an inheritance amongst their brothers. Again, <laughs> Hashem say Hashem is their inheritance, Kashadibulai, <laughs> as their banisham spoke to them and, and gave them such an instruction. So that's the Pasik. So again the Pasik uh, repeats over twice that the Sheva Levi, the Layelakanam Levi. Israel, they shouldn't have a and a by the Jewish people. And so on. Hashem is their nakhla. That's the Pasuk over there. So in that context, so comes the Rambam in Marmukah number one in Sefer Mitzvahs, in his listing of 613. So say kuf tzamechtas, 169 and 170. Those two loisa says he's talking about this suya of the, of Leviam not having a portion in the land. So the first one is say kuf tzamechtas. So says the Rambam, shehizir kol shei that the, the 169th Mitzvah is that Sheva Levi is warned Mikachas Yisrael, not to take a portion of Eretz Yisrael. So when the land is being divided amongst the Shvatim, Sheva Levi is not given a piece of the land. Fu and that's coming from the we just read. And that's coming from the we just read. But the Kahanim, the whole Sheva Levi, should not have a Chelak shouldn't have an inheritance within the land. So that's that they're not allowed to have a portion in the land itself. Okay. Marmukah number two, the next the next uh, piece in the Rambam, the next Lois Essay, of Kufayim says the Rambam, Shehizer Kol Levi again, another prohibition for the tribe of Levi, Not only should they not be able to, they're not allowed to take a portion of the land, but they're not allowed to take a divided up portion in the spoils that the Jewish people accumulate in their conquest of the land. So the Jewish people fight the wars. You know, we're fighting, you know, conquering Eretz Yisrael. And then all the spoils that of, of war are then divided amongst the Shvatim. So that also is not divided to Levis. So they can't get a portion of land, and they can't get a portion in the bees and the spoils of war. And that's also the Pasuk we just read. It says in Pasuk, they shouldn't have a portion and an inheritance. Chelek v'nachla. <laughs> so now the g- 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 explains that really, even though it's one sentence, these are two separate lavin contained in one sentence. For Lush and Sifri, the Medjah explains, Chelek, <laughs> <laughs> when it says that the Levim shouldn't have a chalik, what does chalik mean? The Biza. That's referring to the spoils of the war. V'nachla, <laughs> when it says they shouldn't have a nakhla, that means Baritz, that means in the land itself. So going back, so the Pasuk should be read, levi. <laughs> the sheve levi, the kahanim should not have the following. They shouldn't have a chilek. And they shouldn't have an akhla, they shouldn't have a portion in the spoils, and they shouldn't have a portion in the land itself. That's the those are the two <coughs> laven of the Ramah. Now, the Rama now says, The So the Ram says maybe some of you out there in uh, you know in the world will ask a kasha on me. The timer, and you'll say the following kasha. Bavur If they're both from the same poslik, why are you counting them Ramah as two separate mitzvah? You're counting one lav of taking not they're not allowed to take a portion in the land and other lav they're not allowed to take a portion in the spoils. They're both from one pasuk from one sentence that the an It's one sentence. There's a lav and there's a principle that the Ramah himself uh, you know detailed in the introduction to sefer mitzvahs, that there's something that's called lav shabachlois. What's a lav shabachlois? Lav shabachlois is if you have many prohibitions. Or is contained in one sentence that's counted as one. We don't count. We don't divide up into many pieces. It's one. It's one prohibition. So this is a lav shalach lalas so This is a perfect example of that you have one pasuk and it's uh, there's two things contained in that one pasuk. So it should be counted as one lav. And You, the Rambam himself, uh, wrote in your introduction b'la that it should only be counted as one lav, not two. So that's going to be the kasha. Says the Rambam. You could ask on me. So da ata You, the questioner, should know. Shekvarnischalik zeh zehalav you're, it, it's a good question, says Rambam. It's, it's a good enough question from himself to address it. So he says, but but the answer is is that this, even though in this pasuk, these two things are contained in one pasuk, we find elsewhere in Chumash where they're divided up. So since we'll find, as, as we'll give an example in a moment, since we have other psukim where where there's where each one of these parts, Chelek and anachla, are divided and given independent psukim, so then even in this pasuk where it's sort of all jumbled together. It's it's it, each one has enough of a chesivus to stand on its own two feet. Since in other places in chumash they're given their own space, so then even though in this case it's all in one pasuk, that's not considered La echloz because we have other cases where they're spelled out independently. What's an example where we find that, that, that it's spelled out independently? So shavranschag mm-hmm. because the next pasuk which I read in sefer in, 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 in parsha shayitim is that the Kahanim and Leviyim shouldn't have a Nachla. So the first Pusik puts it all together. They shouldn't have a Chelek and a Nachla. And then the next Pesach uh, singles out Nachla. Nachla So hine kvar shnei lavim shnei shemas. So from that second Pesach you see already that the Torah is looking at this as two separate independent mm-hmm. concepts. There, Even though the Pusik puts it all together, the second Pusik which enumerates one of the two, is telling you that each one is, is seen as independent. And so that's the idea over here. Even though it says in one Pesach, we have to imagine it as if it's two separate p'suken. Um So he says, shnei 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 So from that second pasuk, which enumerates only one of them, so you see clearly that each one is considered independent. It's not just all one big package. Shleyeh, one is that they shouldn't have a portion in, the, in, in, in in the, in the spoils. That's again a warning that they shouldn't have a portion in the spoils with the rest of the shvatim. And the, and the second one is about that they shouldn't have a portion in the land. Which is warning them from taking a portion in the land itself. So that's the idea. So again, the first Pesach puts it all together, but the second Pesach, which, which only speaks, only spells out one of them, so that clearly indicates that these are really two separate things just put in the same pasuk. But really, conceptually, it's two separate ideas. One is not having the spoils, and one is not having a portion of the land. Two separate lavin, and two separate mitzvahs. Now, the Ramam gives uh, another, another, another place where also these two things are spelled out independently. The Kvarnich Balazar, Baatzmam, And we have another example of where these two things, of taking spoils and taking a portion of the land, each one are spoken about Mamish independently and individually. And which, again, which is a perfect and clear indication that these are two separate and two separate mitzvahs. This other place where it says each one independently is specifically addressing kahanim. The Pesukim we've been, we've been talking until now in Parshish Shoftim, even though it says kahanim, it's then it, then it goes on to say kol sheve levi. It says the Rambam there is one other place in Parshish Kairach where the pasuk is specifically addressing kahanim, And over there it spells out specifically nachla in one pasuk and chilek in a different pasuk. So we're not, it says the rabbi, I'm not counting, I'm not using those sukkim to count these mitzvahs because those sukkim are addressing specifically Kehanim, but we see from that already that, this, that these two things, Chelek and Nachla, are fundamentally disjointed, they're separate <coughs> things. And so in our Pesuk, which is addressing all of Sheva Levi, even though it puts it all together, these are considered to be two separate laven. Ukvar <laughs> mishnei and these two anyonim, that we that were that were being warned to do which is that, that they shouldn't take a portion in the land or in the spoils are are enumerated individu- individually by kahanim as well v'omri says sinchal the that in their land and the rest of the shvatim, you shouldn't have a portion and you shouldn't take a khelek from amongst them again two separate sentences one for the land, and one for the spoils. So that's the, that's the Rambam. Follow so far? Okay, clear? No, so again, so that's, that's the, what the Rambam is trying to tell us. So again, we have a Pasuk, which tells us a general warning for all Sheva Levi, they shouldn't have a chelik and Nachla in Yisrael, they shouldn't have a portion in an Nachla within Kal Yisrael. What does that mean, chelik and So chelik means spoils, Nachla means a portion in the land and that's that's number 1 says the rama but now that's contained in one sentence of how do i know it's counted as two separate lavin so the rama basically brings us two points number 1 we have a, the next pusik enumerates the it's it, it, you know it it, uh, it enumerates the specifically the nachla part so you already see that the pusik then takes one you know you know one of these two things and uh, speaks about it independently. So you see already that these two things are independent. And then the Rama goes on to say even further that by Parshish Kairach, at least specifically talking to Kahanim, over there it's Mamish, two separate sentences. They shouldn't have an Nachla and they shouldn't have a Chela. Mamish, two separate sentences. So you see from the, from the context of talking to Kahanim, even though I'm not counting that as the law because of that's talking to Kahanim and we're talking about a love that's to all Sheve Levi. But from the Kahanim, at least you see that these are two separate in So going back to our Pasuk, uh, uh, that Sheve Levi shouldn't have uh Khelef v'nachl v'mizro, let's count it as two separate love. That's the... That's the one. Okay. Fine. <coughs> that's all the Raman is say for Mitzvah. Now the Raman is say for Mitzvah, since his objective is to... is to clarify the listing of the 613, so the Rambam is, 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 is speaking in, in great length about this sugya, how many mitzvahs do we count? Two, one, and that's why he brings up this pasuk by the kahanim, to bring this point, that you see by the kahanim, it's spoken about in two separate psukim. In, in, in Mishnah Torah, the Rambam doesn't, that's not the sugya in Mishnah Torah to talk about mitzvahs, the listing of the mitzvahs. There was a halachas over there. So if we were to then see the Rambam in Mishnah Torah, there will be no reason for the Rambam to bring up that Pesach of Parshas Kairach talking to Kahanim. You follow? Again, the reason why the Rambam in, par, in Sefer Mitzvahs mm-hmm. brought up at the very end that you should know that there's other Pesukim talking, expressing these halachas specifically to Kahanim, the reason why the Rambam brought that up is, is because he's trying to prove that these two things, Chelek and Nachla, are separate Mitzvahs. And his proof is, well, by the Kahanim, there's a spe- there's a special uh, special pesukim dedicated to kahana and the parshas and over there chelik is spoken about by itself and nachla is spoken about by itself and so that tells you that these are two separate things to be counted as two separate mitzvahs when it comes to the collective Levi as well. That's a Sefer mitzvah suga. In Mishnah Torah, this is irrelevant. Mishnah Torah, I don't care about how many mitzvahs there are. That's not the, that's what Mishnah Torah is about. So take a look at Maramok in the rift three. This is, again, the Rambam, at the end of Hilcha Shemit and Yeovil, Perek Yud Gimel and Shemit of Yeovil, he talks about these halachas of, the, of Levim and so on not having a portion in the land and in the, in the, in the, in the spoils and so on. So he says as follows, Perek Yud Gimel halachayud, <laughs> Kol Sheve Levi muzharin shle yinachlu BeEretz kanan. All of Sheva Levi is warned that they're not allowed to take a portion in the land. V'chein hei muzharam, and they're also... Prohibited. They now let it take a portion in the spoils. When we when we conquer Eretz Yisrael, that's the pasuk. What does the word means that means spoils, and means The and so too it says in Parshas Koyrach, regarding kahanim, so the Rambam in Mishnah Torah over here, in Shemitah V'oyeval, gives us the basic Halacha, that Leviim are now allowed to have a portion in the land or in the spoils. And at the very end he says, and by the way, there's another Pasuk, which say, basically says this also, by Kahanim, that Artsam the V'chelek Li'elichal B'Saycham. The question is, what does the Rambam do? Why does Rambam need to add in that last Pasuk? The only reason why in Sefer Mitzvahs again, why in Sefer Mitzvahs did he quote this Pasuk? Because in Sefer Mitzvahs he's trying to prove that Chelek is an independent love, and Nachla is an independent love. So the, the great indication of that is this pusik in Parshas talking to Khanim, where it literally says, Chelek in one pusik and Nachla in a different Pusik. That's all relevant for what? For a Sefer Mitzvah discussion, about how many Mitzvahs do we count. But in Mishnah Torah, and Hilchesh Mitzvah V'Oyval, he's not talking about how many Mitzvahs. It's, it's irrelevant. It's not the sugi in Mishnah Torah. All I want to know in Mishnah Torah is, what is the Prohibition itself? Not how many lavins counted it is. So what is the Rambam adding? What do we learn additionally from that last Pasuk? Oh, by the way, there's a Pasuk in Parshish Kairach which says the same thing. What is the Rambam adding with that? Again, if, the, if, the, if we're trying to prove how many lavin there are and whether this is one Pasuk or it's two separate Psukim contained in one Pasuk, I understand why you're bringing that Pasuk in Parshish Kairach. Because over there, they're enumerated as two separate Psukim. But that's a safer Mitzvah suge. It's not a Mishnah Torah Sugi. You follow the question? Fine. Huh? He already gave a source pasuk. It's a we don't. The Ram doesn't do this in Sefer Mitzvahs. Again, it's one of the styles of the Rambam Sefer Mitzvahs. In Sefer Mitzvahs, he'll he'll give you the source pasuk and he'll say this is mentioned uh, elsewhere as well. In Mishnah Torah, that's not the point. In Mishnah Torah, he assumes you already read Sefer Mitzvahs. But it's not that he's using both. So- I mean, he's scary. he's bringing it as a source, but for what? What are we? What are we? What is it about the halachas of yeah, this idea of Levi Le- 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 Le not having a portion in chelik or nachla? That I'm learning new things from that additional pasuk in Parshas Carach. also you, you but what do you need that for? What is it telling me? trying to tell you that they're different? Not That's different. not a safe. We don't need that in, in Mishnah Torah. In Hilchas Shmita V'yovel, it's irrelevant. Let's say you, let's say you were to think let's say you disagree with the Rambam and you count it as one lav. It doesn't affect anything in Hilchas Shemitah VeYovel. Shemitah VeYovel is not talking about the the, the seder of uh, how many mitzvahs or tarry mitzvahs. That's a sukkah of safer mitzvahs. Mishnah Tar is talking about the halachas of the of these laven. How many lavin there are is irrelevant. So the whole reason, again, in Sefer mitzvahs, he quotes this pasuk of of of, of because over there it's 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 part of the discussion that he's having, which is that these are two separate lavin, just like in that pasuk in Korach, it's two separate psukim. But over here, that's not the discussion over here. So again, that's the question. What is the Rambam, what, is he, what are we gaining from, from knowing about that additional person? Okay, put that to the side. A few halachas later, the Rambam has a chiddush. It's, there's only a handful of places in all of Mishnah Torah where the Rambam says an opinion of his own. I mean, it's all the Rambam, but it's usually the Rambam will say, that's not me, it's the Gemara. It's, I'm just uh, quoting you from Chazal through his lens. But there's a handful of places where the Rambam says, this is my shot, this is my Says the Ram like this. Marbuka number four. It's halacha yidalf yearly. Says Ram. It seems to me. My opinion is she'en <laughs> hadvar This whole halacha of kahanim and levim not having a portion in the land or a portion in the spoils is enadvar mamur el ha eretz shenichrusa aleha bris lavram liitzlak leyakov v'yeshua b'nei him This is only applying to Eretz Yisrael proper, the land that was given to Avram Yisrael Jacob. And travels down to the Jewish people, that land of uh, what we call it with all the borders of Eretz Yisroh that was given to Avram and so on. That is these halachas that a late shevet Levi doesn't have a portion. Avel shar kol is, but let's the Jewish people after getting Eretz Yisroh and taking care of all of our borders. Then we want to expand the territory. We want to go into other countries and, and conquer more land. Kol shar kolaritz any other country Shakaivish Melch, malchay that the Jewish the Jewish king of the Jewish people would conquer. In these other countries, other lands, that are being annexed to Eretz Yisrael, says the Rambam, I hold that in, that, in those other additional lands, Levi is equal portion to the rest of the Jewish people. They'll have portion in the land, and they'll have portion in the spoils of the war as well. So it's a Chodesh of the Rambam, year or leave, this is only to Eretz Yisrael, proper, outside of Eretz Yisrael itself, any expanded territories, all Shavuotim are equal, including Sheva Levi. That's the of the Ram. Okay. Now he himself says yearly. So he's, you know, you he can't find the makar for it. That's, that's the Kiddush, Kiddush of the Rama. Maramukah number five. The Raivid. The Raivid comes to disagree with this. And the Raivid uh, Kidarka says in very cryptic terms, the Raivid brings two point, two issues that he has against the Ram, two Rayas against the Ramam. Um, Omar Avram. That was the Raivid's name, Rabbi Avram. So Avram says, Im Cain, if the Ram is right, if the Ram is right, then I have two kashas. Number one, then le'vi lu'behem and ha'yutachas First of all, says the ra'vid, if the Ramam is right that additional lands that are annexed to Eretz Yisrael, le'vi is equal partners with the rest of the shvatim, then it would make sense, says the ra'vid, that in those additional lands they shouldn't also get tshumas and misers. Why? Says the ra'vid, why do the kahanim and levim get tshumas and Because they don't have the land. No, so in additional lands that are being annexed to Eretz Yisrael, where they have a portion in the land, just like Ruven Shem, and, and, and so on, then they shouldn't get Trumas and Maishas. And we know that's not true. The Rambam himself in Hilchas Trumas says in first, not like that, that even lands that are annexed to Eretz Yisrael, the Kahanim and Levim get Shumas and Maishas. So ask the rivet one second, if they're getting Trumas and Maishas, then, uh, then, it seems, then, then, then it makes sense that they shouldn't have a portion of the land. Why, why do they get Shumas and Maishas? Because they don't have a portion of the land. So... So if they're still getting shumasemaisis in annexed lands, that means that, that 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 indicates that they don't have a portion of the land. So according to the Rambam, that annexed lands they have an equal portion to rest of the shvot and they shouldn't get shumasemaisis. That's the first question of the Rivid. Again, imkain, if the Rambam is right, leyit lebem shumasemaisis, that they shouldn't get shumasemaisis. Geheim That's in place of them getting land uh, the land. That's question number one. Question number two says the rivid, I'll bring you an example. In, in Chumash, of where the Jewish people went to war against the country and had nothing to do with Eretz Yisrael, outside land of Eretz Yisrael, and there were spoils. And the Levites did not have a, a, a regular portion in the spoils. What's the example? HaReviz is Midian. After the whole story with uh, Bilam, um, like the whole mice over there, so the, the, the Jewish people fall into the mistake of the women of Moia, the women of Midian, and then after the whole thing was Pinchas, you know, he settles the whole issue. So Hashem says to Moshe go uh, fight against Midian because of what they did to you. And the Pusik in, in it's a whole part of Parshismatis of and so on, talking about when they conquered, they not, we defeated Midian and Mo'ev and, uh, and Midian and we had a, a tremendous amount of spoils. And the Pusik says how to, divide, how to divide up the spoils. And the way the spoils were divided up were basically amongst all the Shvatim. And the Kahan and Lovim got a certain percentage, just like a chumas and maestris type of thing. You got a certain percentage, but not like the, the equal. standard equal part. It was a, a certain percentage of the, of, the, of the spoils. So it says the right one second, that's a perfect example. That's a case of where the Jewish people are going to war. We're not conquering, it's not the Eretz Yisrael proper. It's another country, it's Midian. And according to the Ramam's view, the Levim should have an equal portion in those spoils. And yet we see that they didn't. They were just given a certain percentage like Shumas and Maishas. So what do you see? You see that even that this halacha, that the Levim don't have a portion in the land or in spoils, Applies to what? Applies to land and spoils. They're even outside Eretz Yisrael proper. Didn't that's that the kash of the had raivet. Had, sorry, didn't that the chronologically before Eretz just... Yeah, but the point is, that's the point, it's, it's outside of the land. If the halacha of Levim not having a portion in the spoils and land is only Eretz Yisrael, then anything outside of Eretz Yisroh, right. the, 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 the Levim should be equal. And we see it's not like that. That's the second kash of the, of the raivet. Second kash is again, very, the second line in Maramokah number five, very visas midjan. When it comes to the spoils of Midian, <laughs> we see the Levim didn't have a portion, equal portion with the rest of the Jewish people. El Bet they had a, like a certain percentage. And that was obviously, what, that's what Hashem commanded them to do. So, so you see that even outside of proper, the Levim also don't have this, uh, this portion. They have a portion in the land and they don't have a portion in the, in the spoils. That's the kash of the Okay, so to, to understand where the Rambam and Rivet are coming from and to answer these kashas, let's take a step back. The first question of the rivet, again, let's remind <laughs> ourselves. what was the first question of the Rivet? The Rivet said, if the Rambam is right, that outside of Eretz proper, any lands that are annexed, Levi is equal partners with the rest of the Jewish people, then why would they get Trumas and Meisers then? Right? Why would they get Trumas and Meisers of land that they're equal partners in? Obviously, the, Ravid, the Rambam disagrees with that. And the Rambam says, even if they are equal partners, they would still get Shumas and what's the What's the guess? What's the essential point of here? The, the Rambam is making an assumption. He's assuming that why is it that the Levim and Kahanim have Shumas and Meisers? That's to supplement the fact that they don't have land. And the Rambam disagrees with that. What's the Nakuda? So take a look at Maramokah number six. This is a little, little piece from the Aviezri of Shachs and, and Rambam. And Shemitah and he says the following thing: Nirish <coughs> Esaverasai. And the Rivid and, and uh, the Aviezri over here explains us frames the machlokes between Rambam and Ravid, and from here we'll be able to understand in a better in a better context what the Indian is. You'll see. What's the sheet of the Ravid? He first he's explaining and addressing the sheet of the Ravid. Again, the Ravid said that if they if they have a if they have a portion in the land, that means they shouldn't get Shumas and Shumas and is because they don't have a portion in the land. What's the your side? So he says like this. The sheet of the rivet is, is that the Indian of Kahan and Laviim having Shumas and Isris is whom he said they're Haritz. That's not because they don't have a Shaih That's how we divide up the land. The, the way we divide up Haritz knows. Here's where the rivet is coming from. The ravid is coming from the following approach: that there is no such thing really that Kahan and Laviim don't have a Cheluk Of course they have a Cheluk in Israel. But what is? How do we divide up Eretz Yisrael? So, um, so the way we divide up Eretz Yisrael is as follows: amongst the Shvatim, we divide up Eretz Yisrael that everyone gets a certain percentage of the land. And by Leviim, we say, okay, they don't get the land, but they get the produce. That's a way. The Iny of Trumas Mises is their portion in Eretz Yisrael. It's just another. It's just a different way how to divide up Eretz Yisrael. You can divide up Eretz Yisrael just like this is the land, just cut it into pieces, you know, or you can say you know, sort of, uh, sort of horizontally, you know what I mean? Like the, land, the, the, the portion of Eretz Yisrael that the Khanim and Levim get is not the land proper, it's the tfuah, it's the, a percentage of grain that produ- that's produced from the land. But the Indian of Chumash and Meisris is our way of dividing up Eretz Yisrael evenly amongst the Jewish people. Some, most of the Shvatim get, get a certain percentage of the land, and the and Levim get a percentage of the produce of the land. But that's also just part of dividing up the land. So says and he. He says as follows: Mashakahanim um, belavim noytem trumas amaisers. The fact what the kahanim taking getting trumas amaisers, whom we say the chalukas aretz. That's that's how we're dividing up Eretz Yisrael. The kachu who chalukas This is how Eretz Yisrael is divided. Shai Yisraelim yidlu gufaretz, that the rest of the shvatim get the land proper. But kahanim belavim chelkam yeh betuah at trumas and the kahanim and the get the get a percentage of the grain that's produced from the land. V'alkin so This is where the rivet is coming from. So the whole idea of getting shumas and Mises is that that's their portion in Eretz Yisrael. So says the Raivah, no, So if they're still, so that means that wherever they're getting shumas and Mises, that means that's their portion of the land. So if they're getting shumas and Mises in annexed lands, it means that's their portion, not anything else. If the, Ra- the, the, the 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 Rambam is saying that in annexed lands to Eretz Yisrael they get an equal portion of the land, then they shouldn't be getting shumas amaisus. is just another way. It's just a creative way of dividing up Eretz Yisrael with Levi also. Instead of them getting the land proper, they get a percentage of the grain from the land. But that's just another way of dividing up Eretz Yisrael. So if they're, so if they're getting Trumas and Myces, it means that's the portion of the land that they're getting. And if, uh, so, so wherever they get Trumas and Myces, it means they're not getting the land proper. So that's the Shita of the Rivad. Balkin Saver Rivad. Ma'aches Since in other lands. <laughs> if the Rambam is right, that in other lands, everyone get even Sheva Levi gets a portion of the of the land proper. <laughs> and they shouldn't get Sheva <laughs> Levi, since that's the, since they've already been given a portion of the land. So this is the fundamental cite that the Ravid when the Ravid approaches these prohibitions of that Sheva Levi shouldn't have a portion. It's not the they shouldn't have a portion of the land. They, of course they have a portion of Eretz Yisrael. They're amongst the Jewish people like every other Shevet. But the way that they have Eretz Yisrael, their chilek in Eretz Yisrael is the Tchumas and Meisers. That's their Tchumas and Meisers. Or in the, in, the, in the spoils as well. They don't get an equal portion. But whatever percentage is being given to them, <laughs> that's their portion of the spoils. So it's not that B'Sha'ah they're being held back from Eretz Yisrael. This is how, this is, this is how they have their chilek in Eretz Yisrael, is through and Meisers. <laughs> so that the way the ravid Ra- understood is that just means the nachla vis-a-vis the rest of the shvatim, the actual ground itself. But the tfuh, that's their nachla. Their nachla is the trumus and nachlas, And that's the end of the Pasek. Hashem is their nachla. That'll be the ravid. One second. Let, let, this is all the ravid. Comes the Rambam, and the Rambam fundamentally disagrees with this. The Rambam's fundamental shita is that the, the, the essential prohibition over here is that levi'im do not have a chilek in Eretz Yisrael. In those, it, And here, let's understand. It's not so much about Eretz Yisrael. The, 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 the sheet of the Rammim is, is that the Leviim fundamentally do, should not be sharing, should not be sharing the same inheritance with the rest of the Shvatim. We want fundamentally Sheva Levi to be separate. We want Sheva to be separate. And the way we keep Sheva separate is that whatever is being divided up amongst Eretz Yisrael, that's not Sheva Levi's Indian. Now, let me, let, me, let, me explain. let me explain better where this is coming from. The Rambam the said, his sheet right, yearly, the Rambam said, it appears to me that this whole lav is only in Eretz Yisrael proper, land that was given to Avram, and Yaakov, and so on. That's where this prohibition of Sheva Levi is, is involved. Outside of that, any land that's annexed, they have equal portion. Why? So again, he says yearly. What's Pesha? Pesha is like this. When the land is given to Avram, and Yaakov, that's, that, that, that was one person, Avram, then to Yitzchak, and then to Yaakov. And then eventually makes its way to all the Shvatim. When all the Shvatim now enter Eretz Yisrael, whose land is it? It's all of theirs. Because it was given to Avram, Yitzchak, Yaakov, and now it eventually goes to the Shvatim. When the Jewish people then divide up the land, even after they divide it up, they're still bound to each other. It's like the Halacha of Yerusha. When an when estate falls by Yerusha to siblings... Even when the siblings divide it up, it's still defined as the estate of the entire family. It's just an estate that, practically speaking, you got to divide it up. So you divide it up. But ultimately, the estate, it, there's still its collective estate. If the Sheva Levi was involved in that, in dividing up an estate, then that would mean that even when they're given their particular portion of land, they still have a sheiches to the estate. They're still adding a sheiches to the rest of the Jewish people. We don't want that. So when it comes to land that was given to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and then it just falls to everyone as this collective estate, that's the land that we don't want Sheva Levi to have a portion in because we don't want them to be just amongst the Jewish people. But when you're dealing with now a separate land that's being conquered and annexed, then that's being conquered and annexed on behalf of each individual tribe independently. When Sheva Levi then has a portion in this annexed land, they're they're not dividing up the estate that fell to all the jewish people that's a particular that's a particular uh, indian that that they are that they're conquering and they are being given I'm stuck over here that that that, that they are being one second it's going to just, just just distract me more than you. okay so that, that when, when they're coming to the next again when they're annexing another country another land that's not that's the division of that next land is not them dividing up a yerusha—it's not a collective estate that would that would still maintain a bond between all the siblings. That's a it's a new it's a new a new kenyan that's being done at that moment on behalf of each shavit independently. So the nakuta of the Rambam, the, the essential sheet of the Rambam is is that it's not that, it's not like we mind the Jewish uh, shevet Levi, um, you know, having nice things. That's not the problem. The problem is that we don't want shevet Levi. To be on the same playing field, we don't want their estate to have a hiskashras with the rest of the shvatim. We want them to have an independent space that's disconnected from the other shvatim. So when you're dealing with Eretz, one sec. When you're dealing with Eretz Yisrael proper. Then, what? Then, automatically, whatever portion of land you're going to get, it, it's by, since it started off as one estate to Avram and it descended down, so even when you divide it up, you're just dividing up an estate that's still down to each. The pieces are still connected, it's still part of one pie. But when you're dealing with this new slice, this new Indian that's being annexed to Eretz Yisrael, that annexation is never seen as one collective estate that's being divided up. This, uh, so all the Shvatan that go conquer this land, each Shevet is conquering a piece for itself. So this is where the ramam is essentially coming from. Because of this, the Ramam fundamentally disagrees with how the Raivet views Trumas and Maistros. Again, the Raivet is coming from an opposite approach. The, 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 the approach of the Raivet is, we don't want Sheva Leva to be disconnected. We want them to be part of Eretz Yisrael. Just the way that they have a portion of Eretz Yisrael is through Trumas and Maistros. So, so if they have trumas and Mises, it means they don't have the land itself. If they have the land, they don't have trumas and Mises. Because what is trumas and Mises? It's not a separate gift. Trumas and Mises is how we're dividing up the estate with Sheva Levi. So we want Sheva Levi to have a portion of the estate. Their Part of their estate is the trumas and Mises part. The Rambam is fundamentally different. The Rambam can't view trumas and Mises as part of dividing up the estate. The whole sheet of the Rambam is that this prohibition is not just telling us how to divide up the state amongst Sheva Levi, don't, we don't want them to be part of this collective estate. We want Sheva Levi to be independent and separate on their own. That means, therefore, Chumas and Maisris is never seen as a way of them dividing up Eretz Yisrael amongst the Shvatim. Chumas and Maisris has nothing to do with that. It's a separate Matana that the Rav gives them on their own. And it means that land that's, that's outside of Eretz Yisrael proper, that was never part of this collective estate, that they're not just like dividing up amongst their brothers. It's a separate conquest. It's a separate Kenyan. Each Shevet is conquering a piece of it independently, individually. So Sheva Levi also, when Sheva Levi has a piece of that slice, it's not part of this collective pie. It's, a, it's an independent uh, piece that they're taking for themselves. That's fine. This is also why in the, in the Rambam, the Rambam is not bothered with the case of Midian. You know why? <coughs> How does the Pesach describe that war? That war... It says in Pesach, that was a war of Nikoyim Nikmas Yisroba Midian, to take vengeance against what Midian did to the Jewish people. The, the money that we took from Midian, we're not just spoils of war, the money we took were reparations. They, the, the, there, was, there was an Avla that the Midian did to the Jewish people, and we have a right to take revenge against what happened. What, what Avla, who, 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 who was the Avla against? Not individuals, it was against the Jewish people. So this is, so anything that we're getting from the wars of Midian is reparation, so to speak, paying, getting back to make up for the assault that the Jewish people had against them. So now the spoils of Midian, even though technically outside of Eretz Yisrael, to have portion in those spoils would again also mean that we're dividing up the, the, the collective spoils that are owned by the Jewish people. Again, it's not just this random conquest of spoils that we're getting outside of land the whole inion of the, of the spoils of Midian was to make up for the, was, was because the Jewish people are owed something. And when we get the money back from Midian, now we're dividing up the money. That's no different than dividing up the land. The essential point is not land versus silver versus not Ertisil. The point is, what, if, if Sheva Levi has a, has a percentage in this place, is that going to, maintain their partnership with the rest of the Shvatim, or they're able to just take their portion and, and step out. If we're dealing with land that's been given to Avram Avinu and fell to the Jewish people as an estate, that means that even if whatever they take, it's still part of the estate. And if money from Midian is coming to the Jewish people because of an aval that happened to us with Midyan, then even the percentage David Levy takes is going to be part of that estate as well. It's not individual monies that they're conquering from this house and that house and that territory. This is money that the Jewish people are owed. And if it's money the Jewish people are owed and if they take a piece of it it means they're still connected to the Jewish people and we don't want that. We want this is and this is the fundamental in the Rambam right, and the Raivid. The question is what is Sheva Levi's relationship with the rest of the Jewish people? Sheva, the the Rambam says the, the relationship we want to maintain is separation. We don't want Sheva Levi to be bound and to be part of the rest of the Shvat in this context. They have to have their own space to live. They need lands, they need cities to live in. But the nature of their lands have to be independent and disconnected from the collective estate of the Jewish people. And if if, at any point they're taking land and it's going to mean that they're dividing up a collective estate, then that's prohibited. Whether it be what does it mean a collective estate? That can be in two ways. It can be either a land that was given to Avram and it falls to the inheritance of the Jewish people. Or it means spoils of a war that these monies, these funds that we're, that we're capturing are funds that are owed to the Jewish people. If it's owed to the Jewish people, not to any, to any individual it To the Jewish people collectively, it means that now that you take your peace, it means you're dividing up an estate. And dividing up an estate means that you're still bound to the other siblings, that we don't want. That's the essential sheet of the Rambam. The Ravid fundamentally is different. The Ravid fundamentally holds this is not true. We have no problem at all with Sheva Levi being part of the estate of the Jewish people. It's just that we have uh, this opinion that the way Sheva Levi participates in the estate is that they don't take the property itself, they take the grain, the truos and maizes, that's produced from the property. But that doesn't mean that they're disconnected from the estate. We want them to be part of the estate. And so this is the fundamental macho like Levi, are they amongst the other shvatim? It's just they it happens to be there, the way that we divide up our collective estate with Sheva Levi is unique and different than the way we divide up amongst the other shvatim. That's the Or no, according to Rambam, the whole Indian is we don't want Sheva Levi to be part of this estate. They have to remain independent. Any lands they have, any funds they have, have to be seen as mamas just pure by them and not connected for the collective estate. That's the fundamental between the Rambam and the Ravid. What is the, what's the, what, what do we learn of Avadis from this? How does, that, how does that fit with the Pasuk then? How does the Raivir... <coughs> oh, go, oh, very good. Okay, very good. Let's go back, let's go back, let's go back. Maramokah number three. So we asked the question, why would the Rambam quote, it would have bothered me all day if I didn't say it. So why does the Rambam quote that Pasuk? Right? That was the Pasuk. That Pasuk by Parashas Kairach. Again, let's, let's look at the last line, uh, line and a half by, uh, again, Marmok number three. The Why does Ramon quote that for? In Sefer Mitzvah he quotes it because he's trying to make a point that these are two separate laven. But in Hilch the what do we need from this Pasuk? The answer is, this Pasuk is more hitting the nail on the head of what the prohibition is. The that the, 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 the classic pusik that he started off with that's the that the, the lav it says they shouldn't have a chelik with the Jewish people okay but this other pusik, in parshas Kairach, says more succinctly what the nature of the lav is what's the sum they shouldn't have a portion within the lands of the other shvatim the chelik la'il l'cha over here, it's not just telling you now. I have a portion of Eretz Yisrael. You're now allowed to have spoils of war. It's telling you the nature of the prohibition. That the nature of the prohibition is you shouldn't have Levi shouldn't have lands. shouldn't have a chelik be artzam in the collective lands of the Jewish people. And they shouldn't have bees. they shouldn't have a portion of the spoils be amongst the spoils of the rest of the Jewish people. It's explaining to us the nature of the prohibition. It's not just that you, you, you can't have a portion, of the, you can't have uh, spoils. That's not the problem. Problem is that by having sp- a portion of Eretz and by having a portion of spoils, it means that you're still connected to Artsam and Besoycham. You're st- you're now you're still a part of the collective Shvatem. We don't want Shavuot to be like we want it to be independent. That we don't. That, that this is this is what the Rama is trying to say. V'chino Oimer. This Pasek in Parshish Kairach, although it's addressing specifically Kahana, but we see from here the nature of the Prohibition is that the nature of the Prohibition is At whatever degree, if you're taking a portion, and, it, and through taking this portion, you will find yourself, that's the love. If you take a portion in the bees, in the spoils, and through taking a portion in the spoils, you find yourself, that's the prohibition. Wow. If, you're to find, if you're going to take a portion of land, and after you take that portion, you're still independent, which is, means that it's uh, lands outside of the inheritance of the estate of Eretz Yisrael, that's fine. And if you're taking portions of Biza that's, uh, that, that, that remains separate, independent from the B'Saychum, that's also fine. But that will be the nature well, of the law. The first pasik is officially the law, because that's addressing all of Sheva Levi. Parshat Kairuch is only talking to Kahanim, so I can't officially say that's the source of the love. But I can learn from there what the nature of the prohibition is. Are there other places that, that also have to be very strong? Like, can, I think, there are bonnets. There's there abundance about it. But uh, lands that are, that's a sugi by itself, but uh, land, uh, lands that are annexed by the Jewish people will be in Muslims. If it's done properly. The Rambam doesn't have to be equal anyway. So the answer. Well, that's the point. They'll have they'll have Trumus and Maeseris, but the Trum, but the whole in of trumas and Maeseris is and the Rambam's world cannot be seen as a way of them having a chelik in Yisrael. We don't want them to have a chelik in Yisrael. The, the Rambam right, right, only asked for mitzvah. He asked from and That was the example he gave of biza. Yeah, from not that. for trumas and meisus. That's, that's for biza. How many ever Yardin? Huh? How many ever Yardin? Ever Yardin in terms of what trumas and, and meisus? C- the so that's that's a, that's a discussion. The truth is, uh, mm-hmm. that's a discussion. How how Eiver Yarden is divided up and the the, the, the pascha says is, is that okay? Th- that's a sukkah by itself. Maybe the next week we'll get into that. You huh? can have a portion of the land, and I can have two mizbeitzes because again, it's not a collective. Then, no, no, but the point, makes point makes is, is country that country having country a portion... yeah yeah. Definitely. That's what the that's what Ravim is coming from. The true Mises right. is disconnected. Okay, let, let, let's finish up. It's getting late. Let's, let's finish up over here. So, Maramokah number seven. This is a piece from Aris HaKadosh from Rav Kok. Rav Kokovir over here is talking about the relationship of, of a mashpia to a makabal. In other words, the relationship of, of a tzaddik to, to the hamoinam, a, a, a rebbe to talmidim. In other words, let, let's understand. The relationship of Sheva Levi versus the other shvatim the Pasuk says, that what's the job of the Sheva, of sheva Levi? Yoreb, Meshvitech, Eliakav, Kisif Sakan, Das. they're considered to be the Mashpiyim and the Rebbeim of the Jewish people. So this Machlekes between the Rambam and the Rebbe, what is the relationship of Sheva Levi versus the other Shvatim? Is Sheva Levi part of the other Shvatim? Just, uh, they just divide up Israel differently. Or in the Rambam, they have to remain separate. This is a fundamental Machlekes in terms of, of the relationship between a Rebbe and a Talmud. And as we know, and that's what Rav Cook is going to bring out of you. Let's just go through it quickly. A person whose neshama is shining from within him. Has to spend a lot of time by himself. If you have a lichtag neshama, you have to spend a lot of time by yourself. People, being part of, of, of a society built from other people that are... Generally, al that are generally very physical and very coarse, Even their ruach is like mugushim, You know, for this person compared to this person, so this person was a very lichtig in spending so much time with people that are much more mugushim, It um, it dims the light, the shining light of his neshama. It's is it, it, it has a hard time. Again, for his neshama to shine, it has to be sort of by itself. And by the light of his neshama becoming dim, he's not able to accomplish what he's supposed to accomplish. And the good, the good hashba, that, the positive hashba that he would have had on the chevra through him spending time privately, Shagamaz, and says Rav Kook, because even at that time, when the person, when the tzaddik is in his spider and he's in his own little space, Yesha, Yachas, Ruchan, He's still connected to the Khavra. He's still connected to the people. The neged and in front of his face, zia kol The entire generation is with him. Lispal badam. He daven's about them. With Cyrus Iluyam, He imagines their growth. He's, his mind is always on them. But when he's in a separate space, he's able to bond with them in a way that doesn't diminish his neshama, and it actually increases their light. This is the great chiddush that Rav Kook is hinting to, which is something that we see in Sif Chasidus, is that there's. There, there's there's you know, there, there's the chitzainius experience and then there's the Penemistic experience in chitzaynius what's the relationship between you know the Rebbe and the chesidim is that the Rebbe has to remain separate has to remain you know and there has to be like this seclusion almost this the inner dimension inner sanctum that the Rebbe has to be in in order to allow his neshama to shine and to glow so in chitzaynius what is it the Rebbe is disconnected from the rest of the world but in Pnimi is what's happening in that inner chamber in that inner study what's happening is in that inner place is that the Rebbe is thinking about his ksetem and the Rebbe is davening for them and he's deeply bound to them but in a way that doesn't that doesn't interfere with the light of his neshama because he's bonding with them in a soulful way his neshama is connected to their neshama without the bodies getting in the way and distracting the neshamas, from being able to do their thing. So this relationship, what the Rav Cook is painting for us, is this picture of a rabbi and a chassid, is in chitzanius, disconnection. But in pnimius, specifically through that disconnection, there's a much deeper bond that's taking place. And so says Rav Cook, if, if the tzaddik doesn't allow himself the space to be by himself, then the, the panemius that he's having with his chassidim is going to be affected by that. So he says, then he's going to be lowered and they'll be lowered at the same time. And this is the, the key the key sentence. But the Tamil has to make Shayasa has to make himself like a necklace. That what? you wear a necklace, so sometimes it's seen, sometimes it comes under the shirt, comes out, it comes and goes. Talmchachim has to be like that. Seen and not seen. Seen and not seen. Separate. In Chitzonius, separate, but in Pnimius, deeply attached to everyone that he's Mashpi on at all times, and it's stavka specifically through the Chitzonius separation that allows a Pnimius dica without any neshamas being dimmed through the experience of, uh, of silliness, uh, things of the body, and so that's what's going on over here. So let's 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 put that in the frame of the Rambam and the Ravid. Versus Sheve Levi versus other Shvatim. The Rambam is describing the relationship in Chitzainius. What's the relationship in Chitzonius? Levi is separate. Any land that they have, any any uh, any money they have, it's not part of the collective estate. We don't want them to have a shaychus they have to be separate. That's in Chitzainius. The Ram, the Ravid is telling us, in Pneumius. the in Pnimius, the Pnimius is is that they're part of the estate and they're mamish mekushar beleivu benevish. They're mamish one. And in that Dafke, in that state of separation, that's exactly the environment that the tzaddik, that Sheva Levi needs in order to then be miskasher to the rest of the Jewish people. Belaveh b'nefesh. That's the that's Rav Kook is describing over here. So again, you have machlagis Rambam and Ravid practically, but in Avodas Hashem, when we translate it in Avodas Hashem, it comes that they're both one hundred percent true. In is disconnected. But in Pneumis, specifically through that disconnection of Chitonius, that's exactly how the connection takes place, Tafka, and Pinemis. Okay, so we'll stop with this. position next week we'll uh, take it to the next level. Okay,